Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. the whole world every idea we've shaped every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us we demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves and when something challenges that we change it together this is our time Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to help preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world and at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-951-2443 or message her at her Facebook page by searching for Grateful Heart Photography. 
Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further. Oh, there's a machine gun. Look out, Daddy! Up in the sky, look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! For the best in old-time radio adventures, you've come to the right place. This is one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Bong, bong, what's going on? We in the building, man. This is after further review. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You got the mayor in the building. What it is, you already know what it is, man. Chrissy O in the house, man, making it do what it do like we do. We're back to normal, man. The world is set back on its axis. We've been doing the last couple of Wednesday nights. Um, we're back on Tuesday, as we should be, live and direct via Action VR Network. I got my man, Wacko Bob, in the building holding me down tonight. Um, it's a lot of stuff to get into, man. Um, you know, we could talk about the NCAA finally coming to their senses and allowing um, these students, student athletes, to, um, you know, kind of profit off of their name and likeness. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, is the World Series going to be over tonight? We'll talk about that a little bit, too. Uh, game six down in Houston, we'll talk about that. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about as far as the NFL. I know Wacko Bob wants to uh, chime in on that, the trade deadline and all that stuff. And now we got to look, you know, some things to look forward to as we head towards the second half of the NFL season. Um, NHL, you know, I, I got my hockey people. I got y'all. And the Knicks won. Let's go. The Knicks won. So, you know, uh, the, the, the O had to go. We'll talk about that, too. So, well, we doing it, man, live and direct right here. Live and direct once again here. 
for you on the Action VR Network, man, via uh, Spreaker.com. Get at us, man. 954-246-0398 is the mathematics. Um, I'm expecting Keith Avalon to uh, check in tonight, man. Um, you know, Keith, play.com. He's in the building, man, all the time with us. That's, that's, that's the big homie right there as far as, you know, board games are concerned. And, um, you know, we'll talk about that, too. So let me know what's on your mind, what you want to talk about, what you want to get into, man, um, as we head down to the last, you know, um, few weeks of 2019, the last few weeks of this decade. So uh, I'm going to pop this on Wacko Bob. It's something I've been percolating and working on uh, for the last couple of weeks. I just never said nothing about it. You know what I mean? Because like that Run DMC song, you know, you talk too much. I don't, I don't do that. You know what I mean? I don't talk too much at all. But um, starting uh, November, okay, maybe around the second week of November, we're going to talk to Bob behind the scenes about that. We're going to do our top ten um, plays, players, teams, games of the decade. Okay, see, Bob didn't even know about that. I just see his eyebrows is raising like that's a dope idea. Yeah, we're going to do that. So stay tuned, all right? Um, we're going to do, you know, your top players of, you know, from 2010, you know, all the way up to 2019. That's 10 years for those who don't know how to count, okay? Um, we're definitely going to do that. So your top players in football, you know, top your best World Series, best Super Bowl, uh, best NCAA tournament, Final Four, all that. So we're going to talk about it, and uh, we'll have that as a special segment on the show for the last, you know, you know, six weeks. You know, ending out the um, the the year 2019, heading into 2020. So we got that for y'all, man. So you know, this is how we give it up, man. So rock with us, man. We do, we making it do what it do. Um, where are we going to start tonight? Okay, I want to start with the NCAA. Finally coming to this senses. I know it's not a, a really big story. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and because, you know, for the simple fact that, you know, this should have been happening, you know? Um, and the fact that, you know, if they're finally, you know, coming to their senses and saying, you know, yeah, we're going to, you know, let these kids, you know, make some money and earn some money, which is only fair, man. It's only right. You know what I'm saying? It's only right. So I think that, you know, the NCAA has a lot of problems, you know, and I think that um, somebody who needs to be recognized for his efforts in getting the NCAA to realize and come to their senses about the situation is Ed O'Bannon. Because Ed O'Bannon was in court, former, you know, uh, basketball player at UCLA, and, 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 you know, he took them to court, and he was in and out of court, man, with you know, with the NCAA over – um, allowing these, you know, athletes to, um, you know, profit off their likeness, straight like that. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think that, you know, with, with, with all what's going on now and time, you know, goes by and things of that nature, um, but something that never changed. The NCAA still made money while these kids did. You know what I mean? And um, we, we, we can, you know, uh, uh, talk about that all day long and, it kind of shows, you kind of pull your skirt up. The people that, you know, were against it are the people that have all the money. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and it's just all about trying to, you know, um, expand, your, expand your name and get yourself out there, man. Um, you know, allowing college athletes to profit from their name, image, and likeness. I think, you know, it, it's going to be something that's going to be really, really um, beneficial to some athletes. 
and it's going to be a, a, a burden to others. Let's keep it real. Let's just keep it a thousand. I mean, you know, allowing the um, college athletes to profit off their name and likeness. What exactly does that mean? Um, I think that you know, on the surface, um, this is a this 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 could be you know monumental. You know, um, it's not really you know a you know the NCAA is not going to lose. You know, it's just something that should have been done. You know, and, and again, I think that you know if this was a story, and Bob, you could chime in on this if you feel like it. If this was a story that took place, like let's say. 25 or 30 years ago, oh, yeah, it'd be the biggest story. It'd be the biggest story out there. It'd be the biggest story out there. But uh, uh, the fact that this should have been happened and people know it already, everybody's like, okay, whatever, now what? You know, um, remember last month, NCAA President Mark Emmert, he said that the name, image, and likeness issue was an existential threat to the collegiate model. Knock it off, man. Knock it off. You know what I mean? I mean that, you know, to, to, to what collegiate model? The collegiate model of you making money off of these kids and, and, and hiding behind the fact that you want them to, 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 to keep their amateur status? Come on, bro. Come on, man. You know what I mean? So, again, you know, saying that and, and, and you know, not even being able to stand on your square – and what I mean by that is stand behind your truth because you know you was, you was, let me say this, Bob, you know he was talking out his ass. Simple as that, you know. But let's, let's, let's break it down a little bit, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Cylon Pass. You got the mayor in the house, man. It's Tuesday night, man. We're giving it up. Hard body karate. We're in the building. What exactly does benefit from mean? Are, are these kids going to get, you know, cash money? Or uh, is money going to be held in escrow for them until they graduate? Are they going to get gift cards? I, I, I'm not, you know, yeah, we need to figure this out, you know. So instead of sliding the, the, the $500 or the $1,000 under the table, Bob, now you could just say, here, you know, it's 5Gs. You know, this is what we're going to do for you. This is what we can do. Now everything's going to be out in the open now. All the stuff that we knew what was going on, we knew it, and there was and there, there was no way that they could deny it. There was money being thrown around. It was being money passed out like Halloween candy, straight like that. But you asked them about it. They 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 swear on a stack of Bibles that they wasn't doing it, even though we knew better. So for those, you know, the athletic directors, you know, how far can you know someone's name, image, and likeness go when there's a five star athlete available? Like, you know, for example, a Tua Tagliavoa or, you know, in the case of Zion Williamson, you know, um, go ahead. What'd you say? Or, or, or a caller that we have on the, uh, that's uh, here with okay. us right now from okay. Texas. Well, welcome, to the, welcome, welcome to the show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Welcome back to the first review. Yo, what's goody? Holla at your boy, Harlem Fresh, 125 all day, every day, even when I'm out of state. I'm in a New York state of mind. Left hand, okay, good, baby. I'm, I'm, everything's I'm everything, man. I, I I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. We 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 talking we talking some things right now, man. Um, this is my man Harlem Fresh One Two Five. If you don't know about him, you should know about him. He is the founder, creator, uh, host of um, No Knockoffs. 
Radio, the podcast. Make sure you check them out. Check us out because I'm there every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, man. So what, 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 is, what is your thought? We're going to get right into it, man. What's your thoughts in regards to the NCAA finally coming to their senses and allowing uh, you know, student athletes to get paid for their, uh, for their name, likeness, and image? Well, first and foremost, um, definitely. As soon as I've seen the um, message that popped up on my phone, the first thing I said, well, it's about damn time. Right, the right. damn time. Absolutely, that's what I said. But what, what I'm thinking, uh, what I'm thinking right now was mm-hmm. something behind the scenes that made them want to do this all of a sudden because they've been pushing for this to happen for a long ass right. time. I remember right. when um, right. Charles and Ed O'Bannon was trying to get the rights to their names or their likeness in the video game and stuff like that. Absolutely, and um, absolutely, and other athletes as well that was coming up. But it's like mm-hmm. they didn't want to push the agenda then. So what made them have a sudden change of thought at this mind? But I think it's a great thing for college students to, um, you know, get the likeness and the rights to what they do because they're the reason why those jerseys get sold. They're the reason why those people get filled. That's I mean? right. That's right. Say that. And they're, and they're the reason, like, again, absolutely. And I'm going to add on. They're the reason why, you know, um, CBS and, and, and these, these networks pay billions of dollars for, for the rights to, to broadcast the Final Four, for example, the college football uh-huh. playoffs. You know what I mean? So, again, it, it's not those guys that are sitting up in the, in the ivory towers and the offices, you know, pushing pens. It's those kids that's out there playing. So I think mm-hmm. that um, to answer your question in regards to why that they put the you know head of, full head of steam on it was you know California they recently passed the Fair Pay to Play Act, okay. Oh, so okay. Um, and the NCAA actually tried to um, they wanted to go against it. So again, mm. you know um, they wanted California is supposed to um, start in, as recent as soon as January of 2023. Okay, some mm-hmm. st- other mm-hmm. states have similar bills, but they're in like different stages of legislation. Okay, okay. Um, matter of fact, Florida they just introduced a, 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 their bill, and they have an action date of July 2020. Mm. Mm. Okay, mm. ahead of okay. next college football season. Okay, so yeah. that's a full season before the target date that the NCAA had put established of January 2021. Okay, right. and. There's also, you know, growing pressure um, by, from, the, from, from the feds, okay, because the Congress is mm. considering national legislation to provide athletes with those rights, okay? They have so long, they deserved it. We know it. We know it. And, and I said it earlier in the show. I said, um, if this was, if this was a, a story, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, everything, the presses would have stopped, Fresh. Everything yeah. would have been all about this. But, I mean, times change. We've been, you know, shout out to Ed O'Bannon. Shout out to Charles O'Bannon. They've been, you know, striving for this so long. I know this is a big day for them. You know what I mean? And, again, you know, um, you know, the NCAA is trying to, you know, do anything because they're trying to do anything to keep these kids from getting what they deserve. Oh, the first argument was fresh. Oh, we're providing them with uh, free tuition, you know, free room and board, you know what I mean, and things of that nature, but they still got to scramble to get a hot dog or a hamburger. You understand? So, again, that's something crazy. had to... Yeah, 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 yeah. I, something I, had to, something had to give. Right. Because didn't they, didn't they earn their the scholarships? They think they Thank play you. in high school, and then Absolutely. that made them want to recruit them to come to their school. So it's like, what are y'all talking about right now? They should have Absolutely. been showing them love off the rip. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. And, and again, man, 
Um, you know, it's a, I, I don't want to really dwell on it, even though we should. You know what I mean? Because the NCAA deserves all the scrutiny in the world right now. Because you, oh, yeah. you, when you came on, the first thing that came out your mouth is it's about dead time. You're absolutely right. <laughs> absolutely. You're dead right. You're dead right. You know what I mean? And, and again, you know, the NCAA is looking at it like a thing now where, you know, these kids are going to be making all this money in the world and things of that nature. But you know what? They still have to have the talent to do that. You know, but exactly. could you imagine, you know, if, you know, this happened maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago, your Bo Jacksons, your Charles Woodson's, your, uh, um, Lawrence Taylor's, the Earl Campbell's and Troy Aikman's, those dudes, it would be, it would be bananas right now. It no, would be bananas. Can I put this out there, Les? Go ahead. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, I'm looking at it from this perspective as well, fam. Mm-hmm. Um, they doing this right now. Is that so they can keep these high school kids in college? Is that to stop them from going overseas or trying to go from strictly high school to the league? They're trying to build up that, that NCAA fan base that used to be when everybody was rooting for North Carolina, Georgetown, and Syracuse. The, the NCAA lost its impact and its significance. Mm. Cause mm. Now, cause mm. look, 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 look at what the Lonzo Ball kids do. Look, look at the Ball mm-hmm. family was doing. He, he took mm-hmm. this kid out of high school and put him overseas. Know what I mean? Right, right, that right, right. Right, absolutely. You you dead right, absolutely right. You know, Emmanuel Moutier with the with, you know uh-huh. with the China, and, and, and no. became a professional over there just so he could get into the NBA draft. So you know, Brand- again, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, no, I was going to name more names like Brandon Jennings. Yeah. Hold on, we got we got we got another caller. Welcome to After Further Review 2.0. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's Keith Avalon in Denver. How you doing, man? Hey, 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 hey. We got we got the big we got the big homie in the house. So we gotta we gotta put everything on pause. We gotta put no, everything no, no, on no. pause right now. No, 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 no. You know how we do. We we clear the stage for you, my guy. But um right middle, yeah, this is this is right in the middle of the though. No, right but it's all good. You can hang out. Fresh, you good? Yeah, I'm yeah, Fresh. Yeah, you, you, okay. We, we good, we good, Keith. We good. All right. We good. All right. Um, this is Keith Avalon, man. One of one of one of my big uh, inspirations, man. Um, and and I think that um, you got some things to talk about, man. We just came from a big event. Um, he's a uh, CEO, the man in charge, the guy to see, and all of that at Play dot com. And I'm a big I'm a big 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 supporter of what he does, man. As far as the board game uh, universe is concerned. Um, how you feeling, man? Pretty good. Managed to get back okay, to the East okay. Coast despite all the bad weather here. Okay, you just flew. You just flew home from flew home from Boston, right? Your arms tired. <laughs> yes. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Um, let's see. Where do we begin? Because I got some stuff I want to talk to you about, man. I know your time is limited. Um, talk a little bit quick. Talk a little bit about the event that we just had up in Boston, man. It was our Hockey Blast uh, uh, Commissioner Surprise Tournament, which is like uh, the NCAA basketball tournament, uh, except it's not basketball, it's not college, and all the teams are involved. And, you, know, it's not, you don't get an invitation that we take all the NHL teams and put them in a hat and uh, tear them off randomly. There's no mm-hmm. seedings, and uh, we just play. You know, even the home ice advantage is drawn randomly. So uh, you, know, you start out with a complete blank slate. And uh, we take this, the final 16, our sweet 16 goes to our 
our city of uh, where the event's going to be held last year is Pittsburgh. It was in Vegas two years before that. This year's in Boston. And uh, we gathered at uh, Battleground Games and Hobbies and just had it out. Just had a full day of hockey. It was, it was big fun, although uh, it wasn't, you know, usually uh, this tournament provides some surprises, but uh, in, in this particular tournament, it was Tampa Bay all the way. They just rocked through. Yeah, the okay. Lightning was. You know, they did. They did in our uh, tournament what they failed to do in the real. Right, uh, right. I was going to say that. Right, right, right. They got the. They had in, in real life. The Tampa Bay Lightning had the President's Trophy and got swept in the first round. <laughs> they got swept in the first round. Of the, I'm sorry, Miss Cat. I'm sorry. I know that's your team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that'd be life. But um, yeah, man. So that 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 sounds like everybody had a great time. Um, like I tell people all the time, man, you know, you got to experience that, man. It's the camaraderie, it's the fun, it's the skill set. And if you ever wanted to be a coach or a manager of a, uh, of a real life team, so to speak, that's your chance to do that, man. And I can, you know, and I can pop my collar because a few years back when the event was held in New Jersey, I, I won the world series. So yeah, I, I popped my collar. So I'm in, I'm in the hall of fame already. So we'll get it twisted. But, um, yeah, so how was the turnout, and, and, and how was um, was uh, Big Steve Tower in the building? Steve Tower was in the house, yes. In fact, I was on okay. the show uh, the night before. We did our special uh-huh. All Hallows' Eve extravaganza that was super fun. And then mm-hmm. uh, he met me, he and the other guys met at the uh, game store the, the next day, Saturday, and we had about a dozen guys there uh, from Connecticut and Rhode Island and Massachusetts okay. and okay. Pennsylvania. Yeah, it was kind of a regional thing. Of course, you know, on the East Coast, it, it, it doesn't take much to go from one state to another. So that's, I guess, right. maybe sounds more impressive than it is. But we, yeah, we had a really good group. We had uh, uh, a lot of guys who had never been to an event before who, you know, mm-hmm. were it, it, kind of like kind of like you or when you first, first came. It's like, right, oh, this is really right. fun. Yep. I'm not crazy. <laughs> there are other people that like these games, you know. Right, so, right, uh, right. So we connected and had a really, really good time. Okay, okay, that's that I mean, it's always good to hear that you know um, when the event happens, you know, and it happens all over the country, and now it's it's, it's grown exponentially, and and things of that nature. And you have different people, like like you said, like myself. I was like, wow, okay. And I got my little dice roll on. Ao Fresh. I was giving it to him, man. I was shaking him. I was good. shaking him like we was playing CeeLo. <laughs> <laughs> I was shaking him like we. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. But um, yeah, man. So um, you know that that was a, that was a great event. Real quick, um, just kind of like sum up what play games is about, real quick, for the people who might not know and they're just hearing you for the first time. Well, we are a company that makes sports simulation board games, which means uh, they're not board games in the classic sense, like you know Scrabble or Monopoly or anything like that. But they are played with the uh, you know those the, the the kinds of things that you use to play Monopoly, like a board and dice and cards mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. are what you use to play these sports games. But the idea behind the sports games is that they're, you're going to recreate um, historical um, sports action with cards mm-hmm. and dice. It's kind of kind of a, a, a something that's been taken over by the computers in recent years. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm finding, I, I think, you know, what, what goes around comes around, and now everything has kind of gone the computer, so I, I'm finding that people spend uh, all day in front of a computer. They are looking for, to do something different with their free time. So mm-hmm. uh, I think mm-hmm. 
not, not just in the sports game world, but in, you know, in the, in the general board game world, uh, there's just okay. an explosion of new titles and interests. So, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, there there are people out there who aren't even aware that games like this exist, but but they do. Mm-hmm. And and the idea is, you know, you you take uh, the the coaching reins of uh, you know your favorite team or or a team, uh, and uh, you can play the games solitaire. So. Uh, you know, the game unfolds before you, or you can play, you know, there's strategy elements too, where, you know, you're the manager of the Astros, you're going to decide what you're going to call the hit and run or mm-hmm. uh, steal the extra base right. or send your guy, mm-hmm. you know, That's right. home when you maybe should hold up the third. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. plus, the, you know, there are other, other uh, strategic decisions uh, that are aside from what most board games do with history maker baseball, you can, uh, uh, make psychological calls. You can give a pep talk. You can you know charge your players mm-hmm. up. You can uh, use right. coaching tips to offset ex- an experience advantage by the opponent, and so on. Right. So, anyways, you get. I mean, the the, the basic idea is you get to uh, uh, play the role of a, a big league manager or coach, uh, right. and have all the tools at your disposal uh, if you want to. Dope. Some people there are some people in the hobby who uh, prefer to recreate the experience of watching a game on TV. You know, where they're just sitting back and passively watching it all unfold, and and you know mm-hmm. the the game decisions are, are automated. Uh, okay. So I mean, there's multiple multiple ways to play. Different people enjoy the hobby in different ways, but uh, uh, the idea is you're recreating sports, you know, sports action, either historical or you know, we also have fictional. Uh, uh, a fictional universe for each of our our games as well, where you can mm-hmm. not be bound by the limitations of what really happened, you know, like if you're, if you're playing the, the, uh, the Super Bowl with the, with the, uh, Patriots and the Rams and, and, uh, you know, you, uh, want to maybe start, uh, start somebody beside, maybe you want to put Cooper Cup in there, you know, when, where he, he actually didn't play in the real game because he was injured and change mm-hmm. what happened in real life. You know, some uh. people enjoy that aspect to it. Other people, though, okay. you know, that's taboo. It's like they want to see, they want to recreate what happened, see if it plays out the same way on their tabletop. So there's different ways to enjoy the uh, enjoy the hobby, but uh, the idea is you're recreating, you know, actual sports uh, performance. I got, I got a quick question. I got a quick question for you. Now you said it was computer based, sure. right? Now can we also do this on our cell phones? Is this an app? Because you know sometimes you be at the office and you bored and you got about thirty minutes to sit there and chill. I want to pull it up on the phone and start doing it too. Can you do it on the phone too? No, it's not. Well, it's not a. As I was saying, it's not a computer game. Uh, the the genre, sports simulation game genre, was kind of for a while anyway, and still is to a, a certain degree. Uh, you know, taken over by digital technology where it would keep okay. the statistics for you and would, uh, you know, it would, would process all the, the all the decision-making and, and the randomness would be kind of engineered into the, into the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, end, the engine. And so you okay. hit the, hit the tab key or the space key or the return key, whatever, and it'll give you a play result. So, uh, you know, the advantages were that it keeps your stats for you. It's, you know, you have to, don't have to have a pencil and paper, you know, you can, you can make your decisions. Usually there's more color and, uh, it's it's a it's a uh, you know a, a digital experience and you know back in you know twenty years ago that was kind of a novelty you know um, okay. but now fast forward to, to you know the year twenty twenty and you know everybody's doing all their work on a computer they spend all day in front of a computer 
And so mm-hmm. when they come home at night, they don't want to have a computer. You know, they, they prefer not to be entertained in front of a computer screen. So that's what I'm saying that the, the board game genre is kind of making a comeback. So, you know, we don't uh, have a, a computer games and, and our games aren't on the phones. We, you know, we have, we've looked into it. There was a couple of years ago, I was talking with a guy uh, in New York who was very interested in making second season into a, an iPhone app. And uh, there's nothing mm-hmm. against it. Um, it's just that, well, first of all, it's, it, it's kind of a niche hobby right now, and, and it's right. not cost-effective, really, to have to d- devote the money, unless, unless you know how to program a, an app, you know, I mean, then, then you can do it yourself. But for me to yeah. pay somebody to create an app probably wouldn't be the best economic thing. But, but the other thing okay. is, you know, I, I think our, we've always kind of strived to create an alternate uh, experience you know, not, that's not digital. You know, we're, it's kind of old school. It's kind of nostalgic for some people. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, fortunately for us, uh, it's also, also kind of becoming a novelty. The same way that, you know, Madden was a novelty in the late 90s. Like, oh, boy, I can play, I can play football on my, on my computer. It's a football game right. on my computer. You know, right. in that same way, you know, playing a football game with cards and dice is a novelty to anybody who's under the age of 30 right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to let kind me, of capitalize me, on the novelty aspect of it. No doubt. Okay. Absolutely. Let me, let me say this. Uh, the computer, you know, Xbox and PlayStation, I get, I get my stick moves on. I get NBA Live and, and Madden yes, and sir. all that. I get to yes, it But it's, you know, it's nothing like, you know, being able to set lineups, and be able to make decisions and go with your gut instead of being like, you know, I'm going to press X and press L and, and hold it down and things of that nature. In this game right here, Fresh, you're actually, yeah. you're in the game. You're in the moment. Like, for example, I'll give you a quick example, man. Listen, you could replay um, the Giants and the Patriots that undefeated you know, 18-0 Patriots against the Giants. You could replay that. Right, Word. you know, and, yeah, I'm telling you this. It, listen, this is my. I can't. I can't. This is a family program, so I can't say what I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. But I, this, this is this is this is the joint right here. You know what I mean? I love we'll this game. We'll talk behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk behind the scenes, my guy. I'll put you onto the website and all that, man. You're gonna enjoy it because it allows you to do more than just say, you know what. I got my Madden thing going on. I could do this. I could put it in franchise mode or player mode or whatever. This game allows you to actually recreate that game, that 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 Patriots Giants Super Bowl from the kickoff to the last to the last seconds. Okay, you have to you know okay. you know you have to utilize the clock. You know what I mean? You have to figure out like and and and, and everything that happens in real life fresh happens in this game. Players can get hurt. Mm. You have instant replay. It's crazy. Yo, I, yeah, yo I've been playing that's this dope. game. Yeah, I've been playing this game for a long time and seeing how it's grown, you know, and seeing how even, you know, more people have become, you know, um, you know, I won't say infatuated by it, but, yo, I'm immersed in it. I keep my stats. <laughs> I keep everything. You know what I mean? I play my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though we garbage, but I play my Bucks just to see if I can do better than the real-life team. I play my Yankees. I'm in the middle of actually, Keith. I wanted to talk to you about my '77 Yankees. We just took um, yeah. the, the we just took the division series from the Red Sox. Okay, so now Thank we're you. waiting. Yeah, we're waiting for the other division series to end with the Texas Rangers and the Kansas City Royals. So I went back to '77. You could go back 
You could go as far, you know, yo, fresh. We'll talk behind the scenes. That's dope. And I'm going to put you on it. I'm going to put you on it. Those moments is crazy. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, 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 that. yeah. Tell them where the website is, Keith, so we could probably check it out right now. Tell them where the website is. Right, well, it's easy to find. It's it's five letters, P-L-A-A-Y, play.com. And, uh, play.com, and that's look it. At the, that's it. Yep, that's it. You look at the, you'll see a bunch of game boxes on the on the top of the page, and you just click the one that's interested most interesting, and they'll tell you all about it. But you know, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Not, not to put down video, not to put down video games. You know, video games are fun, and and it's a, mm-hmm. it's just a different skill set. You know, uh, right, we, right. We just picked up a copy of of NBA Two K Nineteen. It was and it's big fun. I mean, it's it's fun to play, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, it's not. You know, your final score is. You know, like sixty to fifty. It's not. It's not realistic in terms of like recreating an actual event. You get Marv Albert doing the, you know, the uh, play-by-play, and you get you, know, you get all you get all the visual of it, which is which is right. awesome. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. just you know, you're it's a, it's a tech, manual dexterity exercise, really. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can take mm-hmm. you can take the worst team in the league, and I can take the best team in the league. But if your manual dexterity and, and your reflexes are sharper than mine, you're going to win playing, you yeah. know, uh, NBA 2K19. And, and that's, not the way, that's not the way it works in sports simulation board games. In, in simulation sports board games, the idea is you're recreating, you know, if you're Sean Payton, you know, uh, coaching the Saints, uh, you know, you've got a distinct advantage. But if you, if you put Sean Payton uh, coaching the Dolphins, he's probably not going to win, you know. Right. Uh, right. And that's, that's, the, right. that's mm-hmm. the experience you're you're recreating with a, with a sports simulation game. You're you know you're limited by your players and and the abilities mm-hmm. of your of your mm-hmm. players. You can be, you can be the most brilliant coach, uh, but and, and certainly good coaching will level the playing field somewhat. But you still have mm-hmm. to have the players, and that's okay. something that you don't. That, that's that's something that's really not captured in like video games. You know. Because it's a different, so it's a different it's, experience. So it's more mental. Absolutely. Yes. And, okay. and, and yo, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, my guy. I sit up here because I play solitaire, and like I sit here and it's like it's it's fourth and three. I'm down by five. I got. I can't kick a field goal. I gotta go for it. You know what I mean? So what the what play yeah. do I run? So it, it's serious like that makes you actually think and you get and it starts me because I get immersed in it. I, I'm serious mm. with it. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying to win. I'm trying to make the you know make the playoffs and stuff. And it's 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 really really yo Keith keeps laughing at me, but it's it's real and I love it. You <laughs> know what I mean? And like I said, I, I I get like a little you know hyped and charged about it because again this is what a cat like me been looking for. But again, at the end of the day, I still keep my skills sharp on the sticks. Don't get it twisted. I can still get with that my nephew and them when they want to play the end, you know, the 2K Live and NBA Live and Madden and all that. You know, because I, I come from like the Tech Bowl era. So I've always been able to get busy on that. But as far mm-hmm. as using, you know, my mind and like, you know, I, I saw what, you know, uh, uh, John Gruden did in the Super Bowl against the Raiders. But I do the same thing. I saw what, you know, um, you know, Tom Landry did, you know, against the Redskins back in 78. But I do the same thing. Can I get Tony Dorsett to get you know, the same amount of yards that he got in real life? You know what I mean? Your mm-hmm. offensive lines, your wide receivers, your, your secondary, your linebackers. Every, you know, what if you have an injury? What if Lawrence Taylor gets hurt in 86, fresh? Yeah. Then what you going to do? 
You know what I mean? I, I just, so now you I got you know, Gary Reasons and Marshall and all. Yeah, so it's real, man. It's, it's real deal. I, just, I, I love it. Of a moment. What, what if, what if um, the coach would have called them the, um, for um, um, Wilson to, pat, um, to hand the ball off the beast mode instead of throwing it? Instead of throwing it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm with you. Absolutely. I'm with you. There you go. Absolutely, my guy. So that, that's how that works. Um, I don't know how much time we got left with you, Keith, but I did want to get your opinion in regards to um, a couple of things. In regards to the NCAA's decision to finally allow – um, student athletes to you know make money off of their image like this and 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 and, uh, and all of that. What's, what's your thoughts on that, real quick? Well, I think we talked about that last week. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not necessarily uh, against that. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think we're moving into uh, you know time. Let me just say, time moves on. You know, things change, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. while while it seems seems unthinkable uh, or it would have seemed unthinkable 50 years ago to say, yeah, mm-hmm. let's let the athletes get, get some money. Yeah. It's a new era. You know, you got new media, you got new, uh, uh, you know, n- new uh, outlets for sports. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I guess, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily against it. I'm, you know, I'm not, okay. I wouldn't say I'm comfortable with it, but right. you know, it's, it's a new era. Okay. A lot of a lot of dollars right. being thrown around out there in 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 TV and 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 even even you know webcasting streaming you know there's there's just a lot of money mm-hmm. out there and it's you know it's it's uh, not inconceivable that uh, uh, the the student athletes should should get a piece of that. Okay, absolutely. What's the thoughts on your New Orleans Saints with Drew Brees coming back? Man, he looked like he looked pretty sharp uh, yesterday or you know Sunday I guess <laughs> my. My mind's still kind of wondering. Mm-hmm. Did, I did. We were right. Blessed, Just like we did it. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, I think uh, I. You know, I read a, I read a couple of different things uh, about mm-hmm. how he seemed to get less and less comfortable with being on the sidelines. As mm. you know, the better Teddy Bridgewater got, and the more they kept winning, the less comfortable he got on the sidelines. And you know, it seems like it would have made sense for him to have uh, just sat out the Arizona game and, you know, just rested, let his thumb heal right. a little bit more instead of a little bit you know, more, trying right. to beat the, trying to beat the deadline. But I think, mm-hmm. I just don't think he wanted to sit on the sidelines anymore. And, and so, you know what though, if, if it would have been any other team, we would have been talking about, you know, uh, quarterback controversy and all of this. I think that that's the way that the way that New Orleans did their thing and handled their business with Drew Brees being out and Teddy Bridgewater coming in and holding down the fort. Um, I think that's a, that, that, that is the way that it's supposed to go. That's the way it goes in a perfect world. The starter comes back, you know, he's, he feels like he can come back and do the job and there's no, oh, this guy was 5-0 when you were out. You know, is there a controversy? If it had been anywhere else, it would have been some kind of nonsense going on. But, um, you know, the old saying, Keith, you know, it's just in, in, in football, it's like if you got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. But in the New Orleans Saints case, the Saints actually have three quarterbacks, Breeze, yeah. Bridgewater, and Taysom Hill. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's, you know, again, I think that with, the, with that team that they have, that's a team that, you know, you don't worry about, you know, you don't hear about really controversy as far as, you know, the New Orleans Saints. I'm just thinking, you know, in the way that the world is moving, everything is a controversy. Everything is, you know, a, a back and forth debate and things of that nature. But Teddy Bridgewater didn't say anything because that's his job to come in and fill in when the starter is not there. And, and he didn't say anything about it. And, again, at the end of the day, I think Teddy Bridgewater proved his worth. 
You know what I mean? And nobody's mad on this end that Drew Brees came back. They didn't miss a step. Like you said, they didn't miss a beat. So, again, at the end of the day, man, um, you know, shout out to the, to the New Orleans Saints. Um, what do you see for them, you know, as we move on towards, you know, uh, we're getting into the, you know, the real part of the season now as far as the NFL is concerned. The trade deadline is over. Um, what are your thoughts about the New Orleans Saints as far as the NFC is concerned? Uh, well, I think they're obviously playing pretty well, but, you know, you get in the playoffs is one game at a time, and, you know, they, they, were, right. they were playing pretty well the last two years, and things didn't work out so well. But maybe this will be their year. Uh, I think their their defense is playing lights out. Um, you know, I always get a little nervous about are they are they peaking too early? You know, you don't want to mm. you don't want to be peaking in October. You want to be peaking in December, and that's really mm-hmm. what counts. And that's right. Plenty of examples of teams that have uh, played well through October and into November, then you know all of a sudden they lose their mojo going into right. the playoffs. So you, that's you, right. I don't. I don't see that happening. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's always a little little bit of a concern in the back of the mind. But they're, but but they're playing well. You know, the defense is really playing well. I think you know. I think there's one little hiccup. It's been the, the kicker is all of a sudden kind of yeah, developed. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, missed, Lutz, yeah, missed a couple of makeable makeable mm-hmm. kicks. But that, you know, back to Bridgewater. You know. Okay. I, 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 what do you think? What, where do you think he's going to be next year? Wow, that, you know, I mean, you know, I, and that was something that I was trying to really, you know, be my underlying thought. Like, he could kind of, like, write his own situation. Because I, so we talked about Teddy Bridgewater on this show, like, you know, two or three years ago. You know, like, Teddy Bridgewater is the best backup in the league. Um, I think that they're going to be clamoring to get him. I think the Saints would be out of their mind and let him go at this point. Because, again, I know that the Taysom Hill situation, I know, I know. But, wow, it's, it's a number of places Teddy Bridgewater could be. But I wouldn't want to see him go to a garbage team. I would not want to see him well, go backwards. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, here's, here's the thing, though. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he signed a one-year deal, and, he, and he's making right, right. You know, $7 million bucks as a backup, which is great money mm-hmm. for a backup. But, you know, starting quarterback money this, in, in these days is in the 20 to $25 million range. So, you know, let's, let's suppose if you're the Saints – you know, let's say, let's say Breeze wants to play another year. You know, right. nobody's got mm-hmm. enough cap space on their team for two twenty million dollar quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, and so right. you wonder if uh, I mean, you, you, there's going to be some talks. I mean, I, I, I would hate to. I, I, can't, I can't imagine the same thing happening to Drew Breeze that happened to Peyton Manning. You know, where it's like, hey, right. thanks a lot. We can't afford mm-hmm. you anymore. Mm-hmm. And then and he right, goes, to, right, right. goes to Denver and plays a couple more years and gets another Super Bowl. And I mean, you know, I. I, I I couldn't imagine that happening with Breeze, but at the same time, it's like you just mm. said. You know, Bridgewater's proved his worth, and you know, they'd, be, right. they'd be foolish to let him go. You know, you would think. Right. And, and again, what do you, you, do? Know, you know, do you? Yeah, what do you do? do you like, uh, and again, the quarterback situation opening up. I mean, uh, you know, Cincinnati just benched Andy Dalton. Um, Mitch, you know, uh, Mitch Trubisky. You know, he he's he's going backwards in Chicago. Um, they got a situation right. in Miami. I'm not even worried about Josh Rosen. And you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's 500 years old, out there starting over you. You know what I mean? So, again, it's, you know, he could call his own. He could write his own ticket, you know. And, I mean, at, at the end of the day, um, the quarterback, you know, situation, you know, is kind of is not as closed as we once thought it was going into the season, okay, because a lot of these guys are showing that maybe they not they might not be – built for that, or they, you know, they're just not having good years. I mean, even Jared Goff out there in L.A., 
with the Rams. He's suspect now. So again, you know, you're watching and looking up, you know, the, the the lay of the land, and you see what you got out there. And like you said, uh, Keith, you know, you know, cash rules everything. So whoever wants to give it up, and Teddy Bridgewater prove his worth. So whoever wants to, you know, give him the, you know, that that money that he wants and he's looking for, which is market value, of course. You know what I mean? Then you know, who knows? Um, Cincinnati maybe. Um, you know, if they get their offensive line back together. The kid Williams is out for the year, so they was behind the eight ball when the season started. But I never liked Andy right. Dalton anyway. You know, Andy Dalton made right. me look that looked like a like like a genius. I, I didn't like him anyway. <laughs> and you know, the situation with um in, in, in Indianapolis with Jacoby Brissett. You know, I said when when Andrew Luck, I was watching the Miami against Miami against Florida game that night when Andrew Luck said he was retired and everybody was booing him and things of that nature. I said, you know what? I said, the, I said it that night, Keith, I said, and, we, and, and we did a show that night because Bob and him got me on the air that night. I said that the Colts maybe go from a 12-4 and 14 with Andrew Luck to 10-6. They're not going to have that much of a fallback with Jacoby Brissett because that's the reason why they got right. him in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, again, mm-hmm. that's another guy that, you know, is going to you know, make some money. And, and I think that, you know, the coach, are, we, you know, well within their rights to, to try to hold him down. But if Teddy Bridgewater's out there, uh, uh. <laughs> I'll tell you, I mean, you well, know I, what I'm saying? Go ahead. I, I just think, I just think if, you, if you're the Saints and, you're, and if, you're, if you're forced to make a choice between mm-hmm. uh, Drew Brees or Teddy Bridgewater for 2020, that's going to be a really tough decision to make. Yeah, but I, I can't imagine – uh, I can't imagine them paying twenty million dollars to two different quarterbacks. Two so guys. maybe maybe Breeze takes right. a pay cut. I don't know. Yeah, a, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. But go ahead. No, I'm 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 just I'm I'm wondering. You know, I'm just looking ahead to the off season. It's like, man, there's going to be some really hard discussions going on. And so, you know, right. what do you Absolutely. do? Absolutely. Um, um, Last thing, I know, I know, I know you got limited time, and I appreciate you coming on, taking time out, I and I know you got to catch up on your rest and all that. Um, right. I, I had a conversation <laughs> with somebody today. All right, we're at the midseason point in the NFL. All right, everybody's going crazy. You know, the Patriots are you know par for the course. They're undefeated. Um, the San Francisco 49ers, they're also undefeated. This guy I was talking to, man, he was oh, the Niners and the Patriots are going to meet in the Super Bowl. The Patriots and the Niners, no question about it, no doubt about it. He's one of these, you know, no, no disrespect to nobody. He's one of these, like, millennial, caught-up-in-the-moment type characters. So I had to put okay. him on the spot, as I do. I said, you know what? Okay, if you feel that strongly about it, how much money would you bet right now, today, that the Patriots and the San Francisco 49ers are playing the Super Bowl? Oh, but nah, don't stutter. You was you you was really you know you you was popping your chest out talking about the Niners and the Patriots book it and all of this you know what I mean he's going down to Miami for the game and all this nonsense so I'm like yo I had mm-hmm. to bring him back to reality I had to reel him in Keith I had to reel him in bring him back had to come back to reality back to earth come back to earth like how much money are you willing to bet that the Patriots and the Niners are going to be in the Super Bowl well I don't know and this and the third so I'm like oh okay I got you. I got a live one over here now. He just he just running. He just talking to himself. Talk. I get it. You know what I mean. But um, there are mm-hmm. a lot of contenders, man. I think the AFC is going to be is going to be a real problem. Once you said once we get to the playoffs, you're talking about you know uh, we we talked about the Colts. You know what I mean. We we, we talked about you know a team like even with Houston, even though they're doing what they have to do. Um, you know, I, I I look at a team like um, 
you know, out there with the Kansas City Chiefs, even though Patrick Mahomes is hurt. You know what I mean? But when he gets back, it's going to be, you know, back to normal for the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's really up in the air. Before I let you go, man, and I appreciate you for coming on. Um, what are we doing as far as the World Series Game Six? And yeah, I got the um, Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals. I got that World Series, um, the, the, the thing that you put out on in the newsletter. So I got that. So I'm gonna probably end up playing that sometime in the near future. So I get to play that too. So again, man, uh, sure. I appreciate your games. Let people know once again, man, um, where they can find your games at and things of that nature, man. I appreciate you for coming on, my guy. <clears throat> sure, uh, it's playgames, P-L-A-A-Y.com. It's five letters, and uh, that's that's all there is to it. So uh, that's where you can find uh, uh, information about the games. If you go to the community page, you can find more links that will uh, connect you with the people that play the games, and, you know, that's important, too. Uh, the mm-hmm, com- I think mm-hmm. our community is, is really the best in all of the hobby. Just got a, just got a, a bunch of great people, and uh, there's plenty of... Plenty of uh, you know, uh, resources out there, videos to watch and, and reports mm-hmm. to read. And, you know, it's a very active and very, uh, very friendly, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, open armed community. So, uh, if, if you're interested in the games, uh, check those out. And if you're interested in the community that the people that play the games, there's links on the community page that'll direct you to that. Keith Avalon, play.com. Tell Sam, I said, what up? And I appreciate you, man, for coming on every time, man. It's always a pleasure, my guy. Thanks. So. Yeah, we'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, All right. That's, that's, that's Big Keith Avalon Play.com in the house, man. Chop it up with us all the time as he does. We still got my man Harlem Fresh in the building with us, man. Um, we're going to yes, take sir. a quick pause for the cause. And when we come back, man, we're going to finish our conversation. We're going to get into the NBA. I got Harlem Fresh. He wants to talk about the Knicks one, man. Hallelujah. Let's talk about the Knicks tape. Knicks tape. We're going to talk about that when we come back, man. We take a pause to the call. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Let's go. Canadian Aquatic Auction is the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com.
Ski's Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Ski's, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Ski's Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to help preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world and at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can help preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby today at 541-951-2443 or message her at her Facebook page by searching for Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further. Carter, the machine gun. Look out, Daddy! For the best in old-time radio adventures, you've come to the right place. This is One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network.
Bottom of bottom, we back in the building, man. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are in the house. Make it a do what it do, man. 954-246-0398 is the mathematics. We are in the building. I am the mayor, left-handed. Get at me on Twitter, at RMDeath. All right? Um, like I said on Twitter earlier, man, bring your A game or get A shame. Because we're not playing with y'all no more. All right? Let's go. Um, we've been trying to hold y'all down, man. A lot of people saying a bunch of wild stuff, man. But that's, you know, it just shows who they are or whatever. But, um, you know, number nine is the number of completion, yo. And it's the year 2019. So, we go get all the nonsense out the way. I got the homie in the building, Harlem Fresh 125. All right? When he's out salute, of state. Salute. He's, he's in a New York state of mind. Um, shout out to my man, Keith Avalon, play.com. Make sure you check him out, man. Cause you, 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 and you could thank me later. All right. Um, I got Harlem Fresh in the building, chopping it up with me. And this is why we here right now. Let's get to it. New York Knicks. They won. Let's they go. The package off. Woohoo. Um, Fresh, <laughs> what, what's your, what's your thoughts about, um, where the Knicks are and especially last night, if you want to talk about it. Okay, um, we definitely going to talk about it. You know, me and you both being diehard New York Knicks fans um, since birth. Um, I I like the win yesterday, but I don't mm-hmm. like the way I don't like the the process during the win. I like the the the, the, the um, what was it like the thirteen or fifteen point run at the mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. I yeah, appreciate absolutely. that. That's right. But I'm, up, I'm up I'm upset with the fact that it had to happen that way. Um, I'm seeing a lot of inconsistency, and mm-hmm. um, I'm not liking the play of our point guard. And I think we need to get more in tune with um, get feeding the ball to our center because our center looks decent, but he doesn't. It's it's too much. It's too much three point shooting. I know every team want to shoot threes. Everybody want to mm-hmm. bomb from deep, but. I think I, I just miss them old days. I miss the days where you could pound it in the paint, and then if they try to clog the paint up, then you could shoot the mid range, yeah, and then if they try to stop the mid range, you could. You know what I mean, that way. Absolutely. But I love the victory. I love the victory, and you know, I hope there's more to come. I know a lot of fans are disappointed we didn't get Zion in the first pick, but RJ Barrett seems to look promising. He he makes. Mm-hmm. I think he try. I think he tries to do a little bit too much on his own. But with the pieces that you have around him, he's a rookie, so he's going to make those rookie mistakes so I can accept those growing pains. What say you, Left? You know what? I, you, you, took, you, you took my thought when you said, you know, we act like, you know, the, you know the, the paint is somewhere that you're not allowed to go. I know the three seconds and all that, but you still have to have be able to play around the paint. And it's like that. We, we, we don't do that. We settle for, you know, so, and I said it last night. When we push the ball up, it's like they stop at the three-point line. They wait, you know, and they, and they work the ball around the perimeter. And, you know, instead of going down low, shout out to Mitchell Robinson, man. I mean, we have somebody that can, you know, that, that can compete with these other centers, man. And, and even though that we do have a young team, I love the, you know, the heart that we showed last night. Shout out to Bobby Portis. You know what I mean? He did his numbers. Yeah, you know what I mean? he definitely did his numbers. And, yeah, and, and again, like you said, we had moments you know, lapses, you know what I mean? And, and I was in the uh-huh. focus or, you know, we could, you know, like we were down 18 early and I was like, oh, yeah. here we go again. You know what I mean? But this team showed heart last night. They showed, you know, a lot of moxie, a lot of comeback, you know, potential in this team. And uh, I just appreciated the fact that we are, you know, we can 
play basketball when we want to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, you know, the Chicago Bulls, even though they're not one of the best teams in the league, but they do, you know, have some potential as well. You know, um, Laurie Marketing and those guys. Levine, they, yeah. They do, yeah, Zach Levine, definitely. You know, they, they do their thing, you know. But I just think that, um, you know, with a team, you know, our team, as far as the Knicks are concerned, man, this is what we're going to have to look forward to all, you know, you know, at least this season, you know what I mean? The growing pains, you know, we're going to have to watch, mm-hmm. you know, uh, R.J. Barrett develop, you know, we're going to have to watch, you know, the, the, the growth and, 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 and growth potential of the young players. Now, Julius Randle, he kind of, yeah. you know, you know, he could need to kind of like step his thing up a little bit, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. again, you know, last night was an example of, you know, everybody else, you know, coming up with the big, you know, the so-called big veteran on the team, you know, ha- isn't really having his best night. You know, um, uh-huh. you know, uh, the kid knocks it a big three, you know, made towards the end of the game. Um, in those moments, man, we have to, you know, we have to kind of like build on those moments instead of, you know, as soon as, you know, we miss one shot, then we'll miss another, and then we'll have a defensive lapse, you know. Um, and, again, I, I just think that, you know, Last night, hopefully, was an indication of how this team can play, and we just have to be consistent. You know, we started off dreadfully, stayed that way till the fourth quarter. We didn't even have the lead until Bobby Portis hit that three, okay? Yep. And he hit another three that puts the lead to five, and, 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 um, which was within that run that you were talking about, that 15 mm-hmm. old run. You know what I mean? Yep. So, again, you know, adding with R.J. Barrett having 19 points and 15 rebounds, a double-double, uh, Kevin Knox, 14 points. You know what I mean? Randall, even he had a double-double, 13 and 14, you know? Um, so, mm-hmm. again, I think that, you know, let's not just be like, okay, we beat the Chicago Bulls. It was kind of a revenge thing for Bobby Portis. Let's build on that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, you know, I think that, you know, Marcus Morris calling for, you know, the technical foul, in the, you know, at the uh, end of the first half, you know, and things of that nature. We got to, you know, get away from that. And we definitely have mm-hmm. to get away from, you know, being – we're from New York. So you got to come through or we're going to let you have it. But Dennis Smith Absolutely. Jr., Dennis Smith Jr., man, you know, when people, you know, I, I started to show up by people just calling, you know, coming out the side of their neck talking crazy. And that's where we are. People talk crazy and then they find out after the fact that, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. had a death in the family, you know, and that affected him. He's a kid. He's a kid, man. You know what I mean? Yep. And, he was trying to still do his job while, you know, he was going through what he was going through. So, again, now that people find out, now everybody wants to, you know, pull out their sympathy towel. When you were screaming on them, you was booing them. You know, we want Frank. We want Frank. You know what I mean? And all that, that didn't make him feel any better. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, again, I think that, you know, um, with, with, with Dennis Smith, you know, and respect to him and his family, and hopefully that yes, he sir. can come back and, you know, take your time, man. You know what I mean? We're not rushing you. Take your time. And that's, and that's what's one of the things that, you know, we have to kind of like be uh, as, as kind of like older, older guards. We have to kind of like understand and realize that these are kids out here. They're affected, you know, more by stuff that, you know, we were. Maybe, you know, once upon a time, if, you know, you were out there playing ball or whatever and something happened or things of that nature, it affected you, but you didn't really let it affect your play. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And if it got to a point where it affected your play, you wouldn't play. Yeah. Because you didn't want to be a liability to your squad. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so, so, so again, man, um, what do you think as far as, you know, what do you see as the ceiling as far as the Knicks are concerned for this season? Um, I think right now, and I'm going to be just mm-hmm. totally honest with you, 
Okay. I, I, I think I don't think we're gonna make the playoffs. Okay. And the reason why the reason why I say I don't think we're gonna make the playoffs, and if we do, is about the skin of our teeth, is because mm-hmm. it's the lack of consistency, and I right. think one too many people on our team. I don't think our team fully trust each other. Hmm. I don't think we fully trust. They fully trust each other with the ball, or they don't hmm. be like. Yo, they they just don't know each other. They're still trying to figure it out because the nucleus is is it's just different. There, I mean, Randall, he's a new body there. Morris mm-hmm. is a new body there. Mm-hmm. David is a rookie. He's a new body mm-hmm. there. Knox, Knox, this is his what his second, third year, but mm-hmm. he, he, yeah, he, but come on now. So it's like right. I want the team to trust each other, get more continuity mm-hmm. with each other, mm-hmm. and let the game flow. Don't try to force things, let it happen naturally and it'll progress. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of trust issues. And I think once they have more consistency and then they mesh and gel together well and just play ball. A lot of people are not mm-hmm. just playing ball. They're just trying to do too much. So, I mean, I would love to make the playoffs. Trust me, I would love to make the playoffs. But if they right. play and they put themselves in a hole that they have to climb out of, it's going to be a long, hard season. Pause. Mm-hmm. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. I look at it like, you know, kind of in the, in, the, in the way that you look at it, man, where, you know, you have to kind of really, you know, adjust to playing with new guys and, you know, we are you know under a new system. And, 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 and again, we don't really tolerate, you know, giving people too much time. That's what the preseason is for and all that. But it's then, again, everything still has to kind of like show and prove when you get out there on that court. Now, I think, and I'll say this now, you let me know what you think about this now. I'm going to look at it from this perspective. I think if we could tread water, and what I mean by tread water is, you know, the East, we're in the Eastern Conference. That's our, that's our saving grace, okay? We're in the Eastern Conference. You know, uh, Scott Mills and, and, and those guys, they got um, some, a bunch of contracts that they can flip. So if we could tread water maybe and, and, and maybe, you know, maybe flip, you know, one or two of those contracts with something decent, you know, I, at the, at the trade deadline, if we're if, get us to the trade deadline, let's see where we are at the trade deadline, and then maybe we could see what happens because I think the East is still doable. I got, I, I mean, again, looking at it right now from that perspective, I'm like, ah, I'm not really sure. One and three, you know, with at 500 at home, and we have to get that back first. We got to get the Garden advantage back. We don't have that advantage no more. Once we get that yeah. back, then we'll be on our way. You know what I mean? But I think that, like you said, you know, we have to be really, really, you know, show some you know, fluidity in our game. Don't, you know, let, you know, let the game come to you instead of trying uh-huh. to rush it. You know what I mean? And, you know, getting down on yourself and, you know, we'll have a, a, a we'll have an outburst. And then, you know, uh, one bad play happened that leads to another bad play. And then it snowballs. Uh-huh. And next thing you know, we're down 12. You know what I mean? Because even last night, I was, I was in fear that it was going to happen last night because we got close. We got like within maybe six. And then the Bulls scored two more baskets. They went up 10. And I was like, oh, damn, here we go. But we came back. That's all we got yeah. to show was that heart. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. again, if we could, if we could do a, a little bit better job in that. And, again, once again, the season is young. You know what I mean? But once, if we could show that we are consistent and we're going to be a threat, you know, then I think that, you know, uh, it'll be um, uh, better days for, for the New York Knicks. Um, what's your thoughts about the, you know, about the rest of the NBA so far in this young season that you've seen so far? I got all the fresh one, two, five announced with you. Um, first I want to give a shout out to, um, John Morant. 
The block that he got on Kavi Irvin the other day, ooh, yeah. and yeah. he dropped that thirty two. Yo, yeah, he he he's a yeah. problem. He's a force to be reckoned with. I like him. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Grizzlies are going to do too much, but I like mm-hmm. that kid. I I think he 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 getting rid of Conley and putting him in place to have the, the um be the um the captain of that team or the force in that team was a smart mm-hmm. move on the Memphis Grizzlies part. Um, the Lakers, um, I'm a LeBron fan. I know you don't, I know you're not the biggest LeBron fan in the world, but I like mm. LeBron and AD. A lot of people are starting to say LeBron is taking nights off. And I'm trying to let people understand that he's not taking nights off. He's just playing serious when he really needs to play serious. For other than that, let the rest of the team mesh because if you're the king, quote unquote, you can do what you do when you need to do it. So the game that he played the other day, and he just didn't really do nothing until the fourth quarter was decent. Um, I'm looking for the Lakers to definitely make some noise um, if they're not a one, two, or three seed. Um, the Clippers are looking decent. Um, I know once they get on um, Paul George back, it's definitely going to be a, a whole different ball game. Even though the Clippers lost to the Phoenix Suns the other night, Booker went right. crazy. He just went crazy right. on them. Um, right. But once Paul George get back, it's going to look good. Um I want to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks for a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What What are your thoughts on the Milwaukee Bucks right now? Are they going to be able to repeat what they did last season, or do you think there might be some stunt in the growth? Um, the people are thousand with you. The Bucks don't have time for stunting and growth. Um, mm, okay. Last season, you know, last season they, you know, they had their chance and they got exposed in in, in the playoffs against you know against Toronto. Um, uh-huh. You know, Giannis is you know, you know he could be looking for greener pastures. So Milwaukee is really going to have to get it together, or they're going to go back to the dark ages because Giannis is going is going to walk. I mean, you know, opening night they they did their thing. You know what I mean? They they had a big comeback win against the Houston Rockets on the road, but then, you know, they played against Miami Heat without Jimmy Butler, and they lost. Um, yeah. You know, um, but then, due to knowledge on that, both of them games, Giannis fouled out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Milwaukee, they still haven't found a consistent way to score. Um, they're still, you know, they, 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 they put up 103 pointers in their first two games. 100. Crazy. Three pointers in their first two games, Fresh. <laughs> and they only hit three, and they, and they only hit thirty three of them. So my math, you know, my my math tells me that's thirty three percent from the door. You know what I mean? But a hundred three point shots in two games, like, like yeah. word for real, like that's Why what you're doing. doing? That? Why are we doing that? So again, man, a lot. You know, that's a that's a that's an excellent question, my dude. And I think a lot is contingent on, you know, what happens with this team, man. And, and Giannis, man, is going to have to, you know, show that he's a leader. So a lot of it is on him as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He can't keep fouling out of games and think, then talk about, well, this team didn't show any improvement, so I'm going to walk. Well, where's your improvement at? You're supposed to be the example. This is your team. You know what I mean? I think that Malcolm Brogdon is going to be proved to be a bigger loss than they like to, than they would care to admit. Okay, you know what I mean? Because that, that that that's that's somebody that could really you know scorch you know teams on the perimeter. But I don't know, man. I think Milwaukee. You know, if they if they don't really you know, I think the ceiling for them is the NBA Finals. If they don't get to the NBA Finals, then 
you know, Milwaukee might be heading, you know, take two steps backwards instead of, you know, a step front because Giannis is going to be probably looking at, you know, other alternatives. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But, yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, but talk about, you know, um, the Lakers and the Clippers, I think, you know, the Lakers are doing, you know, as well as can be expected right now. You know, LeBron mm-hmm. and Anthony Davis still sorting out, you know, their, you know, on-court chemistry. You know what I mean? But I think once they get rolling, it's going to be a problem in the, in the West. Uh, I think that, um, you know, they're going to have nights where they look like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Then they're going to have nights where they look like, you know, uh, uh, steam, you know, uh, uh, over baked doo-doo. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> and the Clippers, you know, the Clippers, man, everybody thought the Clippers were going to go 82-0. and 0. I mean, they lost the early games with the Phoenix Suns. Okay. And, 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 and Booker went crazy as he should, you know. But, yeah. I mean, that just goes to show that even the teams with the best defensive squads, they need to focus every night. You know what I mean? Right. Just because it says Phoenix Suns on the schedule, that don't mean the Phoenix Suns going to lay down for you. Knock it off. At all. You know what You're I mean? Not- that off. But, yeah, knock that off, man. But like you said, they're going to eventually add Paul George, and then it's going to really be a problem. It's, it's, it's um, really going to be a problem for the rest of the league. Go ahead. The, the Rockets are looking good. I like the Rockets. The Rockets are looking good. Um, a lot of people question um, James Harden and um, Russell Westbrook um, mm-hmm. playing together. But sometimes when you play the game with somebody that you know and y'all are cool and y'all have history off the court together, that makes a big difference sometimes because it's like, yo, me and my man not going to let this go down like that. Now, I mean, right. you know that he's going to put in that fight just as much as you. Plus, they both mm-hmm. dogs. You, can't nobody say Russell Westbrook not a dog. He a dog. Absolutely. A Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are trying to turn. I want, where's, all, where's all the Golden State Warriors fans? They real quiet. They're they, real they quiet. Got all, they got Kerr. all fake. They got all fake mustaches. Oh. Right. <laughs> Steve, Steve Kerr. I want to make a right. public service announcement. Steve Kerr. Oh, you're going to have to get up and coach this season. There's no more sitting there. Mm-hmm. There's no KD. Clay Thompson mm-hmm. is hurt. Mm-hmm. Green is not looking the same ever since he got that contract money. Right. And the, the the chemistry on the court is looking lackluster. I know y'all won the other night, but Steve Kerr, you're going to have to coach. Y'all don't look like y'all can play a lick of defense right now. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? So, um, y'all, if y'all yeah. make the playoffs, y'all might be a seven or eight seed on the West. Mm. I mean, you know, being down, you know, 70 to 37 against Oklahoma City is – kind of a, 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 a let you know where you are. You know what I mean? Even though it's early in the season, you've got to believe that this team is going to get better, though. Even though, like you said, that defense has been pathetic and the offense is kind of like a, in a quagmire. You know what I mean? But I think, uh-huh. um, you know, people are talking like Golden State is, you know, really, you know, in that mix for one of the worst teams in the league right now. And I think, uh-huh. you, know, you know, life comes at you fast, my guy. Life comes yeah. at you really, really fast. So, again, you know, Steve, like you said, Steve Curry's going to have to stand up, you know, back injury be damned. You know what I mean? He's going to have to stand up and he's going to have to, you know, take, you know, get in front of this and, and, and coach this team. Because before, he, like you said, he didn't really have to do much. Just roll the ball out there and let them do what they do. But, um, you know, it's time, you know, it's, it's a different day and time now, man. So you're going to have to definitely do it. And like you said, you know, the Western Conference is, is not going to, you know, oh, uh, the Warriors are gonna are falling off, so we're gonna feel sorry for them and boo hoo, knock it off. That's not gonna uh-uh. happen. Yeah, you know we're not I mean? doing so that. So now, 
Yeah, so now it's time for you to earn your money, fam. It's, just, it's, it's straight mm-hmm. like that. You got to earn your money now. Um, where are we at with the New Orleans Pelicans? The Pelicans, um, they need Zion to come back. I like mm. the young, I, I like the look, but I think they would have more of an impact if Zion was there. Um, mm-hmm. I, hopefully he has the speed recovery. Um, he's, he, he's only 19. He's only 19, but he makes a significant difference and impact when it comes to that team. Um, Brandon Ingram, Ingram is looking okay. Lonzo Ball has really worked on his jump shot this summer. Mm-hmm. His, mm-hmm. his three-pointer is looking real splashy. He's looking real <laughs> splashy. I, I can't right. front on him. The jump shot right. is splashy. Um, so I like them. Um, as far as making the playoffs, I mean, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. But I just like what they're doing right now because they basically revamped their team when they made the trade mm-hmm. uh, for Anthony Davis and he went to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So, so with the pieces that they have, and then you know they have a promising piece in um, Zion coming back soon, right. I right. think they can make a strong run, a strong push. So I think they should have a nice winning record, actually. Okay. I mean, you know, um, you know, Zion's out indefinitely. Um, you know, the, the Pelicans have been a nice team to look at. You know what I mean? And like you said, they, they have a lot of potential. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, the injury bug has gotten to them a little bit. Um, again, Lonzo Ball – Got off to a, a decent start. Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart, they've looked, you know, pretty mm-hmm. good, but they haven't been able to defend well enough yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, again, I think that, you know, whatever they're going through, you know, like you said, it's, it, they're young guys. The season is, you know, just, you know, really young and getting underway. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, man, as far as that's concerned. Um, any other thing you want to discuss as far as the NBA? Anything else stands out to you as far as the NBA is concerned? Oh, um, yeah, I wanted to also mention um, two teams that a lot of people don't like to talk about, and I wanted to get your opinions on them. Um, what are we doing with the Utah Jazz and the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves? Wow, um, Utah, I mean, I was high on them. I'm st- I still am. You know, even, though my, <laughs> my, even though, you know, no pun intended, I was high on them. Um, I think that, you know, whatever um, defensive issues that they had in the, in, in the preseason, you know, they, they really haven't, you know, carried over because then I expected that Utah to be one of the strongest teams in the league defensively. You know, Ruby uh-huh. Gobert and, you know, those things. I think Mike Conley's finally, you know, got it together. Because in the beginning, when the season first started, he was like, oh, my God, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, Donovan Mitchell has been, you know, Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Um, I think they got, you know, they're one of those teams that got to get used to each other fresh. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. there's nothing like okay. a game against Sacramento to get, you know, to get your thing right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think yeah. that, you know, Utah is going to be there. When we talk about, you know, when, when we have this conversation again, when we revisit it, March, April, May, you know, Utah is going to be right there in the mix, man. I expect okay. Utah to be one of those teams that have home court advantage in the Western Conference. I expect that. Um, uh. Minnesota, I mean, I wasn't one of the dudes that had, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves at 3-0 and after the first week. You know what I mean? But, hey, they beat yeah. the Nets, they beat Charlotte, and they beat Miami. So I think, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, I think he's tired of people talking about him. So he's been kind of mm-hmm. like unstoppable. You know, Andrew Wiggins, you know, he took over down the stretch when they played the Miami Heat. I sat there and watched that yeah. game, and he looked really good. Um, now here's the thing with the, with the Wolves, uh, Fresh. It might not be sustainable. It might not catch uh, up in March and April. We might not be talking about Minnesota. But I think, okay. you know, if, the, if they could continue to, to, to defend like this, 
They're gonna be dangerous. They got some. Yeah, their defense is looking good. Yeah, they got some pieces, man. And if Andrew Wiggins can really, really get it together and be the superstar dude that we talked about four, you know, four or five years ago, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When he was supposed to be a Cavalier and they trained him and all of this nonsense or whatever. Now he's in Minnesota. He's kind of like, kind of like being one of those dudes that's kind of like really has a plate up to his potential. If he could come, yeah. you know, start to get it together and come to, and, and him and Carl Anthony Towns can put some things together, they might, you know, have something in Minnesota, man. I, and I appreciate yeah. you bringing that up because I, I, I didn't really, you know, really talk about Minnesota Timberwolves like that. But I think, you know, the Wolves deserve some shine right now. Shine time for them. Yeah, at this you know point. I mean? Yeah, at this point. Mm-hmm. 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 As long as Wiggins can stay consistent, I think they could make right. a, good, um, a good push. He lacks consistency. Okay. He has the potential, but... Does he really show that he wants it? Know what I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people question in him. And then, you know, ever since the whole debacle with Jimmy Butler being over there, they probably got a chip on their shoulder and they want to prove that, hey, it wasn't all Jimmy when he was here. We could play ball too. And we could okay, win. okay. I can, I can mm-hmm. rock with that. I can definitely rock with that. Um, this is um, after have... the review, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I don't have anything to say about the Orlando Magic right now. They look pathetic to mm-hmm. me. Um, mm-hmm. Atlanta, um, Atlanta. I don't really think about them too much, but they 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 doing a little something, I guess. I guess we mainly just look for the point guard play um, from Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. What's the dude name that? His name? How am I forgetting his name? Trey Young for Atlanta. Yeah, Trey Young. Trey I Young? like the kid. Right, right, right. I like the kid. Mm-hmm. He could ball. He could mm-hmm. hoop. I, w- I was watching him during um, all summer on YouTube at the Harry Hines court. He could ball. Um, but okay. other than that, you know, I'm not thinking about the paces. I'm not the Nets. I don't know the Nets. They really need KD. It looks like even though Kyrie dropped 50 points one game, and then I, well, he and dropped he 50 points in two games. But they lose. They lose. <laughs> right. The they lose. Points and losing. Right. I'd rather, I'd rather, you know rather score 20 and win. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, he, you know, I think, you know, um, Kyrie, you know. Had one of the best debuts for a new team in NBA history. No disrespect. Mm-hmm. Um, he dropped no fifty, but you lost. Yeah, you could have dropped eighty and lost. Like it don't really matter what you drop if you lost. I think he was solid. You know when they they played against us, he was solid. You know what I mean? Oh, um, then they lost again in overtime against Memphis. Go ahead. Left breaking news. Breaking news. I didn't mean to cut you off, but Trey Young he just had an ankle injury. He, they taking him off right. the court right now. Atlanta's right. playing on uh, Miami Heat right now. Man. Okay, okay, okay. That's what it is. We like that. We like that. Listen, man, this is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. I got my man Hall of Fresh 125 rocking out with me. I appreciate you, my dude. Uh, I'm going to take sir. care of my hockey people. I'm going to take care of my hockey people. And then if you want to hang out, we could talk some NFL, you know what I mean, before we get out of here, man. That, that, that's cool? I'm, you're my brother. I'm here with you, man. You okay, that's what it is. All right, so my hockey people, you know I got to take care of y'all, man. We do it all over here, man. This is after further review. This is not a one-shot pony, one-trick pony over here. This is how we give it up. Watch me work. Um, third period in Boston, the Bruins lead the Sharks 5-1. to one. Third period in Carolina, the Hurricanes lead the Calgary Flames 2-1. to one. Third period in Pittsburgh, the Penguins all over the Flyers 6-1. to one. Um, End of the second period in Detroit, the Red Wings lead the Edmonton Oilers 2 nothing. Capitals and the Maple Leafs are tied at three third period in Toronto. All right. Um, between periods at the Garden, the Rangers and the Lightning tied at one. Second period in uh, Nashville, the Predators lead the Blackhawks 2 nothing. Ended the first period in Dallas. The Minnesota Wild lead the Dallas Stars 2 nothing. 
uh, 10 o'clock, they dropped the puck in Anaheim with the Ducks against the, um, with the, the Jets. All right. Um, this is how we give it up right here as far as the NHL is concerned. I got to talk a little bit about that because my hockey people like that when I talk hockey. They'll be like, yo, why you would talk about no hockey? Man? You're supposed to talk about hockey. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you covered right now. This is how we give it up. All right. Um, right now, you know, I got to talk about my Rangers. I'm going to set it off with the Rangers, man. Um, real quick, man, the Rangers are doing what they do, man. We really didn't expect too much out of them this season. And I like what I've seen so far. You know, they might be bad enough to, you know, force Henrik Lundqvist into retirement. You know what I mean? Because they, uh, they I mean, but this is what we expected. We didn't expect the Rangers to light the world on fire. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, at three or five, they, you know, they're doing what they do. Um, look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think that, um, you know, Valazetsky, uh, I can never say his name. Valazetsky is a goaltender in Tampa Bay. I think that, um, you know, his, his, his big save against Pittsburgh uh, at the buzzer, Ended any hope of um, uh, Sidney Crosby and them taking a win away from Tampa Bay. But you know what? I don't really – I'm not – you know, uh, the, as far as hockey is concerned, and the, my hockey people know that, this is a sport where you could be the best all time during the regular season and get swept in the first round. Ask the Tampa Bay Lightning. How many points did they have last year? They had like 114. They won 62 games and got swept in the first round of the playoffs. So, again, you know, it, 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 the regular season means nothing if you can't back it up in the playoffs, man. You know what I mean? So, again, um, my team, as far as hockey and the New York Rangers is concerned, I rock with them. But if you rock with my show and you've been rocking with me for the past couple of years, especially the past couple of years, you know I'm a big Vegas Golden Knights believer. I believe in the Vegas Golden Knights. I like that team. And real quick history lesson, Fresh, when the Golden Knights came into the league, a lot of people were like, uh-huh. uh, you know, this is an ex- uh, expansion team. They're going to be garbage. I said, nah, this is not our uncle's ex- uh, uh, expansion draft. They're going to be drafting some good players into the league. And I know I tell this story. I know Wacko Baba. Here we go again. But when they got Mark andre Fleury from the Pittsburgh Penguins, okay, um, I, th- I said, that's it. The Golden Knights are going to be the truth. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals against the Washington Capitals, and they lost. Capitals got their cup. But, I, you know, that's not taking anything away from the Golden Knights. Last year, their second year of existence, they got to fell off a little bit. You know what I mean? But this year they're going to be back. I like them. I'm picking them to win the Stanley Cup. Um, you know, and their entire existence, it sometimes it feels like one big trick. You know, somebody's just, you know, putting it out there to fooling us. This team is great. Then, you know, they play back to, you know, back to their potential, and then they're great again. But I like the Golden Knights. I like them. I, you know, Vegas is doing some things. You know what I mean? And, um, again, respect what they're doing out there. Um, the New York Islanders, you know, I think, you know, they, they're starting off really hot. They're 8-3 and three, doing what they do. Um, and, again, okay. you know, um, reminded us that scoring is really overrated when you could give up two goals or less in seven of eight straight wins, and that's what the Islanders have done. So, I, you know, don't sleep on the Islanders, man. Even though, you know, the Barclays Center and the Nassau Coliseum and all that, do not sleep on what the New York Islanders are doing. All right? I took care of my hockey people. Everything is everything. Now we're going to get into some NFL, man. We got like a half hour left in the show. I appreciate Harlem Fresh for riding out with me, man. Shout out to my man, Keith Avalon, play.com for checking in. Um, trade deadline today, and I'm going and, and to pop my collar, and I'm going to say this, because I said it at the beginning of the show. I never liked Akib Talib. I didn't like him when he was with Tampa Bay. 
I uh, like it with the Rams. I I don't like that. I think those dudes that, that try to be divas, especially at corner, that position at cornerback in the secondary, they try to be divas because they make an interception here and there. They everybody wants to be a shutdown corner. I stopped being hypnotized by that with Josh Norman. When you start telling me about you playing one side of the field and you want all this money, and every time I see you, yo, you getting burnt bacon toast. Every time I see you, you getting burnt Early. bacon toast. Early and late. You know what I'm saying? So um, <laughs> back, to the, back to the Rams and what they, 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 they traded Marcus Peters, who I really don't like. I, mm-hmm. I can't stand Marcus Peters. And, excuse me, I think Marcus Peters is one of those dudes who, you know, he's like, um, to me, he's the epitome of, like, social media. Marcus Peters uh-huh. will talk mad garbage to you. He'll run up in the stands. I don't know if you saw that video from last year when he ran up in the stands and was talking to the guy who was heckling him. He was oh, yeah. talking like oh, he yeah. was ready to fight. Did you see that? Did yeah. you see that? He ran up in the stands. I'm like, yo, I wish that would have been me, man, because I would have been, yeah, I would have well, gangster. Well, he did that. Right. All I thought was Malice in the Palace. When, when, when yeah. it happened in, um, yeah, that's all I thought. Malice in the Palace. Mm-hmm. Detroit mm-hmm. and Indiana. So, and then you go back out there on the field and you let somebody, you know, you let, you know, somebody out there burn you for like eight catches for 130 yards. You know what I mean? So then they trade you to Baltimore. You get a little interception to pick six. I get it. That's what you're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? I still don't mess with Marcus Peters. Because when they had Marcus Peters on one corner, they had Akib Talib on the other corner, this defense was supposed to be the be-all, the end-all that, you know, the Rams haven't seen since the days of uh, Hacksaw Reynolds and Isaiah Robinson and all those guys when the Rams' defense was really good. I think the Rams is a mirage, okay? And, I'm a, and, 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 and you haven't been on the show in a minute, so I, I'm going to kind of, like, talk about the Rams a little bit. When the Rams, two, was it two years ago? The Eagles won the Super Bowl two years ago. Boom. Mm-hmm. When the Rams, that's when people started talking about the Rams and giving the Rams mad props. Jared Goff is this dude. Sean McVay is a genius. As far as the offense is concerned, their defense was crazy. All right. They had the Eagles at home in the playoffs, and the Eagles gave them the business. That was the day right there when I said, you know what? I'm not messing with the Rams. The Rams <laughs> are suspect. The Rams. Then they went last year. They stepped. In, they made me look stupid for us. They went to the Super Bowl. But what happened? With mm. all yeah. the offense, you know, you know what I mean. And, and, and I'm not going to really, you know, uh, uh, rely on that crutch of an excuse that Todd Gurley, his knee, and this and that. Nah, man, come on. You got nah, we're not doing that. We were. Yeah, exactly. We're Absolutely. That. We're not. We're not. We're not doing that. So now, as we, we fast forward to present day. The Rams, you know, you know, they kind of like fell back to the pack, you know, back to earth. Jared Goff is, you know, not the, the dude that we thought he was. Sean McVay mm-hmm. is, is not the dude that we thought he was. That defense is not what we thought it was once upon a time, even though they got one of the top defensive players in the league and Aaron Donald. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, like, what, what are we doing with the Rams? They you look mediocre now. Absolutely. That's the word I was thinking of. Get that man, get that man, get that man a V8. That's the word I was thinking of. <laughs> mediocre. Which mm-hmm. rhymes with mediocrity. With me, which yep. rhymes with you stink. <laughs> which rhymes with right, absolutely right. Absolutely. But um, you know, let's take it back, let's bring it back to the East Coast a little bit. All right. Um, the New York Giants. That's your that's your squad. Talk about it a little bit, man. Go ahead and pop your collar a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nah, I, I, my stomach hurt when you mentioned them because it's like, yo, Uh-oh. 
the New York Giants, I understand we went, we going through a transitional phase and, you know, the switch of the quarterbacks. We got injuries, but a lot of these games, it's just like our defense is so suspect. I don't, I just don't know what to do when it comes to this defense. And um, the, the, our quarterback, he's trying to do a little bit too much. I see the windows of opportunity to where he's trying mm-hmm. to fit the ball somewhere, but some mm-hmm. of those windows ain't as open as he think, and he should probably either throw it to another person or run. So mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's, um, I'm questioning some of his decision-making. Now, when he makes mm-hmm. it and it goes through, because I've seen him hit Tate with a few beautiful passes, but okay. it's like okay. – this, it's just like I want him to pick and choose when he's going to throw the ball and who he's throwing the ball to a little bit better. And I just want our defense to definitely, definitely turn it up 20 notches because without defense, we're going to just always get scored on. We had a nice little back and forth with um, – um, we played the Lions, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we, had, we had a nice back and forth with the Lions. It was a high-scoring game. And we actually probably had potential to win um, the game that we played against the Patriots. I mean, I was up in here dancing for joy. It was like fourteen to seven at one point. I'm like, yeah, let's go Giants. But then mm-hmm. they just then Tom Brady just kept put on his right. Superman cape. Tom Brady put on his cape, and then that was it. So with the Giants, okay. um, I'm I just defense need to step it up. We need better decision making when the quarterback's throwing the ball and. I'm going to question the coaching, too. I said it. The coaching need to step mm. up, too. Okay. You hear, you hear that, Pat Sherman? You, you, got one of, you got one of your fans questioning your coaching. Um, you guys went and got um, Leonard Williams from the Jets. Yeah, we did. Trade that mm-hmm. line. So, so, so that the defense should you know, definitely get some help as far as the line is concerned. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, are your, what are your thoughts in regards to, you know, um, Daniel Jones? I mean, now he, you know, he's got the most turnovers in the league. Do, you know, is this a, is, is we gonna let him go through the growing pains, or we we just let him you know develop, you know, because he's gonna develop. You know what I mean? He started yeah. off really hot and things like that, but now he's kind of come back to earth a little bit. Talk about your thoughts on you know the whole um, you know turnover from Eli Manning to Daniel Jones so as, as a Giants fan. Talk about that a little bit. I believe, um, well, the, the transition was going to happen. It was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't think mm-hmm. it was going to happen as soon as it did happen. But um, right. if you're going to throw him out there, let him go out there and let him get that test now. Don't wait till next year and try to put him in there. Let him get that test now while Eli's still in and probably talking his ear a little bit. The offensive line is not holding up. That's why he's throwing the ball as fast as he is. The offensive line is not holding up for him. And as I said, his decision-making and uh, the offensive line has a little bit to do with that. But at the same time, he has to know, yo, I can either throw this ball out of bounds or I can try to squeeze it into that little window. But the transition from Eli to him, I'm not mad at it. And he, I've seen what he did in the preseason. He looked great in the preseason. But the preseason don't count. We're talking about right now. This regular season count, and this is what determines if we're going to make the playoffs or not. So our quarterback needs to just think a little bit more better. That's what I think. Okay, okay, absolutely. And we got Harlem Press 125 in the house, man. Um, we're going to talk about, as we do, we're going to talk about a few teams in the NFL, then we're going to move over to college football. Um, and we still got the three-minute rant coming up, so we got that popping for you, so stay tuned. All right, listen, um, we're going to start off with those Rams. I mean, you know, they, they've actually found their offense the past couple of weeks, man. Um, Jared Goff, you know, he's piled up big numbers, but he's played against two bad defenses. 
So I'm not really putting a lot of stock into what they've done. They've got to show me something against a good defense. And then, you know, we can kind of like talk about the Rams again. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, all right? They come off a, a, a division, um, you know, Monday night road game against the Giants. You know what I mean? The last time that they went to um, MetLife, they lost to the Jets. So uh, be careful. The Giants, you know, are hungry. You know what I mean? I think that the Giants, you know, a lot of people are kind of like, you know, maybe you know, putting the Giants in their rearview mirror when they really shouldn't because I think, you know, again, that defense is going to be stabilized a little bit with the acquisition of Leonard Williams. So we'll see what happens. Um, Indianapolis Colts, um, their offense was a little bit, you know, stagnant against the Denver Broncos. So that's got, they got to step that game. And everybody gets a, you know, a week to step their toe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, they got a game coming up against the Steelers. So, um, but the Indianapolis Colts cannot be expected to win low-scoring games, and I'm going to tell you why. And it's two words. Adam Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri is not that dude that was kicking them field goals for the Patriots back in the day. Adam mm-hmm. Vinatieri is not, not the all. dude who was kicking those field goals for the Colts back in the day. When you get Adam Vinatieri to miss, like, a 29-yard field goal or a 35-yard field goal, you got problems. Okay? Yeah. Um, the Seattle Seahawks, um, they found a way to win, you know, on the road against Atlanta. And me and you could go out there and beat Atlanta, right? <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it wasn't pretty, you know, that, that Seattle defense had issues, but they found a way to win, as they should, you know. Mm-hmm. But definitely the Seahawks defense needs to tighten up. Um, six and two is their record. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins. How you like that? Yeah. You like that? You like that? You know what I'm saying? He's doing, you know, he, he's playing at a high level. You know what I mean? And, and I got to give him his credit. They're 6-2. and two. Um, They go to Kansas City on the road. That's going to be the truth teller, Fresh. We're going to find out really say, where they at. Mm, I was to say, Les, when it comes to Cousins, we've seen it before, though. We've right. seen, we've him seen that movie before. They, yeah. And then as soon as it, then soon as it got to, 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 the, to the main attraction, to the main part of the movie... He just drops the ball. Right. He drops the ball. So, but you know what, though? I think the difference with this year's edition of the Vikings and previous mm-hmm. editions of the Vikings with Kirk Cousins is that they got the running game. Dalvin Cook is mm. a beast. Dalvin, when you, got, you know what I mean? Dalvin Cook is a beast. I mean, you know, you don't even have to rely on, you know, throwing those, you know, 20, 30-yard passes to Thielen or Stephon Diggs on the other side. It's, it's, that's a good – that's a good thing to have, but when you got a beast back there running the ball, Dalvin Cook, you know what I mean, coming back from that knee injury, and he's playing at 150%, yeah. come on, man, you know what I mean? Uh, and, they're, and they're at 6-2. and two. Um, The Baltimore Ravens, they're coming off their bye week. They got a big game coming up against the New England Patriots. We're going to really yeah. somebody's lying. Either the Patriots' defense is lying or Lamar Jackson is lying. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to see. You know what I mean? Somebody's lying. We're going to yeah. see, you know, what it is, man. Um, the Patriots' defense is special, you know what I mean? But Lamar Jackson's having a special year as well, you know? Definitely. And I think that if, you know, that the, um, the, the Mark Ingram back there, that kind of like, you know, gives a little uh, another dynamic to what they do. Because you know Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson is going to, you know, do, do his numbers. But if you could give the ball to a guy like, you know, um, uh, uh, Mark Ingram, then that makes them, you know, even that much better. But again, they got a test coming up against the New England Patriots this week. Um, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, that team is oh, rolling. Man. They're seven and one, yo. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And remember before the season started, people were talking about, you know, how is he going to, you know, produce in a new system with the coach Matt LaFleur. And, you know, that, 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 that thought is laughable now. You know? Yeah. And he's making Definitely. throws like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that you wasn't bad playing either. He mean business. Aaron Jones. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Um, this seven and one. Um, we talk about New Orleans with Drew Brees. You know, they, you know, they ain't going into their bye week as one of the top teams in the league. Um, and that mm-hmm. defense is getting better by the week. Shout out to Eli Apple. That defense, because I, I used to laugh at Eli Apple. You know what I mean? And I was like, I wasn't surprised when he got traded from the Giants to New Orleans. But I think that defense yeah. as a whole is stepping up, definitely stepping up. Um, the 49ers, what are, we, what are we doing with the 49ers? They're 7-0 right now. They're the real deal. <laughs> that defense is crazy. And they can run the heck out of the ball. That is a, a common – I think the weak link with the 49ers, and you might, you might have an issue with this fresh, and I'm just going to kick it to you, my guy. The weak link with the 49ers is quarterback. Okay. I mean, I'm not mad. Jimmy Garoppolo. I just, the only question that I would ask when it comes to the 49ers right now, who have they really played? Mm. Mm. That's the only question okay. I ask. Who have they All really right. played? All right. So they better not end up 9-7, and seven, right? They better not end up down to seven. Yeah, I mean, so uh, again, I think. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, you good? You good? I'm just saying, the Forty Nineers. They look. It looked good on paper right now, but Mm -hmm. they need to start playing those winning record teams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if they could do it against the winning record teams, then I respect Mm -hmm. it more. Okay. All right. Then we got the New England Patriots. They really haven't been challenged. You know, on the defensive side of the ball. But like we talked about earlier, that's going to change this week when they play Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. All right, word up, man. This is a, a, a great show, man. I, I appreciate it. Hold on, you forgot one, left. You, you forgot right, one, right. left. Come on with what it. Are we doing with the, what are we doing with the Cleveland Browns? Let's not, let's not forget about them. What are we doing them. with the Cleveland Browns? Um, let's not forget about the, them. Man, I, you know what? At 2 and 5, um, you know, their <laughs> schedule, you know, that schedule gets you know a little bit softer, but they have to be better. I mean, they ran the ball against New England. Nick Chubb walked off an eighty-yard run, and then he yeah. fumbled. You know yeah. what I mean? So I mean, you no, know, I I don't know what to say about the Cleveland Browns, though, but I know Baker Mayfield feeling some kind of way that uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was giving his shoes to Tom Brady. I I, I mm. saw that picture, and, and Baker Mayfield was looking at him like, oh, word. You know what I mean? And especially on top of the fact that he had mentioned earlier in the week that it was a dream of his to play with Tom Brady. Yeah. So it might be some things going on in Cleveland. But, uh, yeah, man, they're 2-5. and five, And, you know, what, what are we doing with the, with the, with the uh, Cleveland Browns? And let me talk about my Tampa Bay Buccaneers since we're talking about ugly stuff. Um, okay. <laughs> we, turned the ball, we turned the ball over way too much. I mean, if I can talk about everybody else's team, I can, you know, if I can dish it out, I can take it. Um, we mm-hmm. turned the ball over way too much, Jameis Winston. It cost us games, Jameis Winston. And it happened again against the Titans, Jameis Winston. So, mm-hmm. again, at 2-5, and five, we, should be, we should be at least 5-2. and two, At least. And then I could, I could live with the turnovers if we was 5-2. and two. Because look at the rest of our division. And I know I, know I say this every week, and Bob is like, ah, ah. But I'm saying, look, look Atlanta's garbage. Carolina's going through something right now. You know what I mean? Because they, they talk about quarterback controversies. Kyle Allen is coming back to earth. And then, you know, Cam Newton is supposed to be coming back. 
But my Buccaneers, we should be taking advantage of that, and we're not. And that's the problem. And, and, and again, man, I'm thinking that this might be, you know, the last few games that we see Jameis Winston in a Tampa Bay uniform. We might be looking, you know, at you know, a situation where we might be saying, you know, let's throw some money at Teddy Bridgewater. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real, because we, uh, we need a quarterback who can play. We don't need a quarterback who's trying to be a hero every week. We don't need a quarterback who's sucking his fingers, so, you know, pause, you know what I mean, um, talking about we go, this, we eat W's. No, we don't need that. We need somebody who we can, you know, we, we can trust in the offense who can play with. You know what I mean? Because even it said it last year for us when we, you know, when, when, when uh, Winston was out, when the kind of offense reacted to Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was in there. They loved Ryan Fitzpatrick because he wasn't talking. He wasn't about talking. He was about going out there on Sunday and playing until they ran into the Steelers on that Monday night. But that's another story. But um, Absolutely. Yeah, again, man, you know, I, I just think that, you know, whatever whatever Tampa Bay is going to do, man, they got to hurry up and do it because it's getting very frustrating. Shout out to my man Sonny Cruz because he's a big Buccaneers fan like me. And I mean, and I feel like, uh-oh, the Nats done tied the game up. Let's go. Let's uh-huh. go. You know what I mean? Off of Birdlander, no less. Um, so, yeah, it's tied 2-2. Um, yeah, man, so I think that uh, I appreciate you for, for bringing that up, man. I, I was trying to get through the show without talking about the Buccaneers, but, you know, that's, that's what it is. I appreciate you, Harlem Fresh. No man. doubt, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> you know, brother, man. If you, <laughs> hey, hey you know, I got to go through the pain. I go through the pain, too, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what it is. Um, we, got, we got, like, 10 minutes left, so we could talk a little bit of uh, a little college football, man. Um, what are we doing, man, with, with, with Alabama? Uh, 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 do, we, do we believe that LSU is the number one team in the country? Are we, are we falling for the okey-doke? Um, I don't want to say yes right now. I don't want to say they're the number one team. I don't want to say they're the number one team. It, it's, it's looking like they're the number one team, but I don't want to say it right now because anything can happen at any given time. But let me tell you this. What's LSU, that? 8-0. Mm-hmm. They play Alabama November 9th. Mm-hmm. I think that that's going to really, you know, um, you know kind of like turn the college football rankings on its axis because in two weeks, the college, first college football playoff rankings come out. And I always say this, and Bob is my witness. You know, I really don't, you know, put a lot of stock into what happens in the early part of the season because these guys cannibalize each other. And what I mean by that uh-huh. is that, you know, you have teams that play each other in the same conference, you know what I mean? And all these teams might be bunched up, you know, one, two, three, four, four five, but that's going to shake up once they play each other. So uh-huh. I'm going to run through real quick the top ten, all right? Um, no, nah, matter of fact, I'm going to run through the top five. Okay, so I got to do this three-minute rant. Um, Penn State, you know, everybody's paying attention to Ohio State in the Big Ten. Um you know, that defense, you know, a Penn State show to, you know, it's, it's continuing to get better. Um, you know, I, I mean, but then again, me and you could go out there and beat Michigan State, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think they, that, they, you know, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. And I think that, you know, what Penn State does, as long as they remain undefeated, you know, everything is pointing to that Big Ten championship game. You know, if they can get in that Big Ten title game, which they'll probably end up playing Ohio State, and then that's when they'll have to show and prove. So, again, this 8-0 and all of that is really, really good, but you have to position yourself for that conference championship. And then once you get to the conference championship, then we'll really see where you're at. Um, yeah. Clemson. 
Clemson, people have been disrespecting Clemson. They had a game against North Carolina a couple weeks ago. North Carolina, you know, Mac Brown, he was the coach. He's the coach of North Carolina. He decided to go for two at home. Now, if they would have made that, they would have beat Clemson, and Clemson, we would have never heard from them again. But Clemson won. Clemson is the defended national champ. Clemson is 8-0. Okay? I think, you know, they played, you know, Boston College. They beat them 59-7, as they should. Because now you gotta you got to beat the hell out of these sorry teams just to keep your status up. Okay? Absolutely. Um, Alabama. You know, I think that, you know, um, Tua Tagliavoa, he was out, okay? Um, they even had it because I told people in the beginning of the year, they didn't believe me, that Tua Tagliavoa's brother, Tulia Tagliavoa, plays for Alabama. They didn't believe me. They thought I was bugging. I'm like, no. No, it's two of them. It's Tua Tagliavoa and his brother. So, again, you know, he, he, he got a, a chance to get into the game because Matt Jones did what he did, and then, you know, he got, he got his rest. Um, the defense, you know, got a, a, a pick six, as they should, as they do every week. But Alabama is still, you know, that team that people should respect. Um, Ohio State, people talk about them as the most complete team in college football. Um, Chase Young, he came out of nowhere to be like the top, you know, the, the, a defensive beast that we haven't seen since, you know, the days of Lawrence Taylor. Okay? He tied yeah. the school record for sacks in one game with four. Okay, yep. um, they beat Wisconsin thirty-eight to seven, and we respect Wisconsin. I like Wisconsin, but mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Ohio State, like like I said in the beginning, they show you know when you play a good team against a good team, somebody's lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could beat up on you could beat up on little sisters of the poor all you want. You could beat little sisters of the poor fifty-nine to three, seventy-five to nothing, and ha 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 ha. But when you play a team that's just <laughs> as good as you are. You know, we're we going to see what it is with you. Um, yeah. Now we get to L- now we get to LSU. They had a, a tough game against Auburn, yo. They had a t- – I mean, that defense at LSU was good. Shout out to Joe Burrow, who's the quarterback of LSU, who transferred from Ohio State, and he did what he had to do. Um, but I think, again, like you said, we wait – oh, my God. Did Soto hit a home run upper deck? Oh, no. The Nationals are winning 3-2. to two. Okay. All right. Let's get it. Um yeah, man, so we're waiting two weeks. Alabama, LSU, game of the century. We're going to talk about it. We're going to be here to discuss it and all of that, man. Harlem Fresh 125, I definitely appreciate you for rocking out with me, man. I'm getting ready to do the three-minute rant, and then we're going to get up out of here. Um, the three-minute rant starts right now. Um, what we were talking about when we first came on the air, man, was in regards to the um, NCAA and the decision to allow, um, you know, students to student athletes to um, make money as they should have been years ago off, you know, their likeness and things of that nature. I think that's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. But again, as we all know in all facts, facets of life, man, that you know, with the good comes the bad, the yin and the yang, good and evil. You know what I mean? Um, High school players, this is where this is going to trickle down to, okay? Because now, and in the days and times that we live in right now, you're going to have these kids, you know, the basketball players, the football players, those kids are going to be ready for the limelight in 11th and 12th grade, okay? Now, we always talk about, and I'm an older guard, so I'm like, I'm, I'm with the thing about being more developed as a person. Get your education first. 
You know what I mean? But again, at the end of the day, man, money talks and BS run the marathon. That's what my man Nino Brown said. So again, at the end of the day, I think that it could be a blessing as well as a curse. Don't get it twisted. Just because you feel like, you know, you're a college player and you can make money off your likeness and name as you should have been. Don't get it twisted. I believe in that. I want you to do that. But I don't want the focus to turn to all of a sudden is how many endorsement deals can I get? Can I get more a dollar more than the next guy? If, the, if, this, if this corporation or this company has offered me $3, you know what I mean? And somebody else, so I'm waiting for somebody else to offer me $4. So now these college players are going to be begging and choosing. And we know, as, you know, dealing with, you know, sports and things of that nature, that states, for example, like Texas, Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, California, they're hotbeds for football players. So they're going to be scrambling. Look, we could offer you this. You could endorse this product and things of that nature. And, yo, I, I, it's, going to t- it's going to get crazy. And I know it, you know it, and they know it. But I think that still in all, at the end of the day, the NCAA was, you know, right. I, I give them, you know, give a salute. But Ed O'Bannon twisted their arm. Ed O'Bannon yeah. twisted their arm, as he should have. You know what I mean? Dealing with the court, in and out of the court. And they try to deny it, deny it, and deny it. But once the states, the individual states started to get involved, you know what I mean? California with the Fair Pay to Play Act, and then Florida doing their thing, and they're like turning up the wheels. They're not waiting until 2023. Because I mentioned in, 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 in the show a couple of weeks back that if it would have t- taken effect in 2023, this year's high school class, that came in school this September, this past September, that are freshmen in high school right now, what year are they graduating? 2023. And boom, the floodgates are going to open. So you know what? They said, you know what? Instead of having to deal with that situation, let everybody else handle it individually. Let the states handle it individually. But I think it was a wonderful thing. At the end of the day, allow these kids to, to, to make as much money as they can to, to, you know, to, to stabilize themselves, to feel better about themselves and representing the school. Now, don't forget, now, you still got to go to class. You still got to get the grades. You still got to graduate. You still got to do what you got to do because now you're a professional in the, in the purest sense of the word. You know what I mean? The amateur tag has been ripped away. You know what I mean? And that's the three-minute rant. Listen, man, I appreciate everybody for rocking out with me, man, tonight. I appreciate Keith Avalon for coming through, man, and dropping knowledge as he always does. Shout out to my man, Big Steve Tower up in Boston. Um, yo, shout out to my man, Harlem Fresh 125. Uh, you got any quick shout outs before we get out of here, Fresh? Yo, I just want to give a shout out to you, Nami. I want to give a shout out to Nami and the whole show. Um, we definitely going to give a shout out to our I Know Knock Off Radio podcast family. You know, mm-hmm. they know what it is. Um, uh, yo, th- this is just a dope thing, you know. Um, this is what it's all about. Even though um, we have different entities, we're still one team. We're still one conglomerate, and you know, mm-hmm. we support each other and we support the supporters. So respect to you. Um, and yo, we just gonna keep getting better and better, bringing you all that raw, uncut, dope content because that's what we about. That's what it is, shout man. We hit you in the shout out to Harlem. Shout out, shout out to shout out to Uptown. No doubt, respect. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, we hit we hitting you hard like the like my man got hit in the chest of the World Series, man, and he held on to his beers and all that. So shout out to Wacko Bob. Shout out to Mike Summers. Shout out <laughs> to um, Cat. 
Shout out to the whole unit, man. Action VR Network, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. And we are out. Peace. Ooh, right on time. That was dope. That was, yeah, that was that was a good show, man. That was yeah. a good show. Right on time. It's 10 o'clock, too, man. I think yeah, uh, Baltimore. Go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, I was going to say, um, Jay and I'm sure in the um, Zoom room right now working on their segment. You know, they're putting their go, go, go spit joints together right now. They're in the Zoom room. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, yeah, man, I'm, uh, um, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been mad busy trying to do what I need to do. I got two articles I got to bang out. So I know I didn't forget about my, um, few minutes left joints. I'm just trying to decide on what I want to talk about. You know what I mean? There's, there's a lot of stuff happening. So I got, I'm going to do a couple of those, man. I got you. Don't worry about it. I know I'll be taking my time, but I got so much stuff I'm in the middle of, man. I'm, I'm just glad I banged this show out. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't yeah. really know, my dude. Well, at least you got something, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate you, man, for coming through. Love is love all the time, man. I'm going to get back to this World Series. Um, Bob, you going to upload the show, man? <laughs> hey, hey Bob, I appreciate you, my guy, and um, we'll talk. We'll do. All right, I'm a holler. You know what it is, fresh holler. All right, one.